I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, in the 15th episode of the series Ireland Untraveled, we discover the connection between the iconic rock band Led Zeppelin, the children's classic Chronicles of Narnia, Harry Potter, and the complicated past and present of the murals of Belfast. March 1971, Belfast, Northern Ireland. Amidst all the violence and the troubles, the people of Belfast suddenly had something to cheer about. After numerous cancellations, finally, an English band felt comfortable performing in the city. Rock music was going through a flux. The Beatles were gone, and Rolling Stone was reeling from the death of Brian Jones. This particular band broke sales records with their first three albums. In fact, for the release of their fourth, Northern Ireland seemed like an odd choice. They were the rising stars of rock and could have picked anywhere in the UK or USA. But they were looking for a low-key place to test their new material. The tour did not start well. A petrol tanker was hijacked. A youth was shot dead. And the inevitable firebombs were hurled at the Ulster Hall on Bedford Street. The guitarist Jimmy Page wowed the audience with a custom-made double-neck guitar with 12 strings atop and 6 below. But things took a turn for the worse. Bassist John Paul Jones remembers how badly things went down. The untitled fourth studio album got an almost silently cold reception. In his words, the audience was bored to tears, waiting to hear something they knew. It took the world almost two years to realize the genius of the fourth album. One of the songs featured an iconic guitar solo. at around the 5 and 1/2 minute mark and is today regarded as one of the greatest rock songs of all times stairway to heaven and led zeppelin influenced hard rock and heavy metal bands such as deep purple black sabbath aerosmith and megadeth among others about 3 kilometers east of ulster hall lies a square with features seven bronze sculptures from a book by a british writer the sculptures are from the first in a series of books based on a fantasy world of magic mythical beasts and talking animals the book is called the lion the witch and the wardrobe and the bronze sculptures included the key characters aslan the white witch and the stone table absolutely no prizes for guessing The square is dedicated to the writer C.S. Lewis and the classic of children's literature, The Chronicles of Narnia. Decades later, 
a young girl born in Gloucestershire in the UK fell in love with the books. One of the things that fascinated her was the wardrobe entrance. It was a magical portal that for a short time linked earth to the world of Narnia. The wardrobe itself was inspired by Lewis's English country home. During the height of World War II, he took in children who were fleeing London because of the German air raids. He also had a magnificent wardrobe in an upstairs room said to have been of particular interest to one little girl and to have inspired the wardrobe in Narnia. So when the young girl from Gloucestershire began her own writing journey, she incorporated the wardrobe into her story. She interviewed it with a train station where her parents first met, fell in love and eventually married. However, much like Led Zeppelin's fourth album, her publishing journey started off cold. Her first book was shopped to 12 publishers in the UK and all of them rejected it. Little did they know that the girl whose parents met at King's Cross station in the UK would give it its most iconic landmark, Platform 9 and 3 quarters. One has to be living under a rock to not know of Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling. What is often less known though is that the wardrobe in Narnia formed her inspiration for Platform 9 and 3 quarters. About three kilometers west of Ulster Hall lies the Peace Wall. Built in the same year Led Zeppelin was formed following the 1969 Northern Ireland riots. They were initially built as temporary structures. Due to their effective nature, they have become wider, longer, more numerous and more permanent. Originally few in number, they have multiplied over the years from 18 in the early 1990s to at least 59 as of late 2017. In total, they stretch over 34 kilometers, with most of it located in Belfast. These separate predominantly Catholic neighborhoods from predominantly Protestant ones. The most prominent peace walls in the past few years separate the Catholic Falls Road and the Protestant Shankill Road in West Belfast. All along these roads, one would find murals depicting the region's past and present political and religious divisions. I was fortunate to witness many of these beautiful pieces of artwork on a walking tour of Belfast. While many of the murals today call for maintaining a hard-won fragile peace, many have a darker legacy. Across both Catholic and Protestant sites, many murals are violent, discriminatory and are meant to fuel tensions. These were painted in the decades of the Troubles which reflected the context of the times. So what does Belfast do? Can it simply erase these murals? Can and should Belfast whitewash its troubled past? In July 2006, the city tackled this problem in a unique way by launching the Reimagining Communities Project. Funded by the Arts Council of Northern Ireland, it had a 3.3 million pounds provided for an initial three-year period. It aimed at replacing divisive imagery with imagery that reflects communities in a more positive manner, while simultaneously promoting the socio-economic benefits of art-related development projects. For example, on the Protestant side of Belfast, a mural depicting street violence and burning houses that asks, can it change, is replaced with a children's right to play mural. Whenever murals are changed, 
plaques are erected depicting the original murals which adorned the walls. On the Catholic side of Belfast on Lower Falls Road, a new mural depicts a sky scene based on the poem The Sky by Tom Kerr and reads, This is my sky. I will share it with you. A message of inclusiveness that incorporates images of both local Catholic and traveling communities. The reimagined murals of Belfast are what the wardrobe is to Narnia and platform 9 and 3 quarters is to Harry Potter. A portal into another world which is magical and anything is possible. A hope that just like Stairway to Heaven and Harry Potter, these reimagined murals will find their rightful place in history. And while you and I are far removed from Ireland and the Troubles, we must constantly find ways to access portals which may allow us to alleviate and reimagine our own troubles. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram.